Roller coasters aren't for everyone, but there are people who will wait in line for hours to taste that mix of exhilaration and fear, to feel that adrenaline pump through their veins, to experience the intoxicating peaks and drops. Lawyering isn't for everyone either. But if you're listening to this podcast, you likely enjoy roller coasters too, or at least you thought you would give this one a try, to experience moments of almost immeasurable satisfaction, but also times of great challenge and self-doubt. On this podcast, I hope to help you tackle both the lows and the highs, with some thoughts of my own, but also with guests who will share their own experiences. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, I'm glad you're joining me today. Thank you. Expectations feature prominently in the life of a new lawyer. Come to think of it, they take a front seat even earlier, as early as law school. Today, I'm going to touch on two sets of expectations and hopefully by highlighting them, help you manage them better. The first are those you will have of yourself. The second set relates to clients. It's managing their expectations of you. When you do that, you will make your life and your work a lot easier. I will clarify this point as we go on. Let's talk first about self-imposed expectations, those you will have of yourself. They can be powerful, impactful, and destructive if you let them. I'm not talking about the right level of ambition, the right kind of drive goals to learn, improve, excel. Goals and ambitions are great to have, but all this should be managed carefully. You need to check in with yourself once in a while. Stop and assess where you are and where you're going. Can you climb that hill right now? Should you? If so, at what cost? Unreasonable expectations can come from many different places, and these will impact you directly, sometimes visibly so, and sometimes in more subtle, almost imperceptible ways. Here are some sources of pressures which cause us to generate expectations of ourselves. Uh, Society in general, our family, our community, They can be generated by comparisons with our peers, as in, I'm not that, but I need to be that, or he or she is doing better than I am, I need to be better myself. If these types of statements drive you forward, that may not be a bad thing, but it should be at a reasonable pace and at a reasonable cost to your mental hygiene and your physical well-being. A lot of what you will hear today are trite statements. And here is a syllogism for you. All lawyers get stressed, sometimes very, very stressed. You are or will be a lawyer, therefore you will be stressed. For me, the question is, how stressed will you be? 
I have thought a lot about this issue over the last 25 years of my practice. And of course, the answer has differed over time. I'm able to see more clearly what is involved as I have become senior counsel, which is a polite way of denoting someone who has been at this gig for a long time. And I've also managed the stress generators better over time. The fact that I have my own practice for the last 12 years has given me the freedom to make choices, which you will not always have, at least not at the beginning. But enough about me, let's talk about you. At the beginning of your law practice, you will face pressure from different directions. Some of it will be almost imperceptible. Self-imposed expectations can be like that. As human beings, we often do not notice what comes from within us. External stimuli are easier to register because they are often more obvious. Our own expectations of ourselves can be a powerful stress generator when they are unrealistic. Where do they come from, these headlights we shine in our own eyes? They come from comparisons to others, as I already mentioned, often quite unconscious, from our perceptions of images, accurate or not, of what we are to be like the functions we are to perform personally and professionally. If our own expectations of ourselves are proportionate, related to our actual abilities, they can generate drive. And that is a good thing. Drive propels us forward, makes us press on to the next step. Wanting to achieve can be a powerful motivator, but striking a healthy balance between challenging yourself to the right degree and creating unreasonable expectations for yourself can be difficult when you are starting out. There is no manual out there, no recipe for how to do it right. It's often trial and error. From my perspective, the right balance comes from constantly checking in with yourself, from being present. It's a phrase we use a lot these days, and to me, a Buddhist, it has a particular meaning. It's about being less on autopilot and more on manual pilot. Look, I have not forgotten those early days. Sometimes the level of stress is so high we forget to eat, never mind checking in with ourselves. That all sounds great in theory, right? And we're expected to smile through the stress, not to show it's affecting us. That is how a lot of people still feel these days, articling students, new lawyers. We are expected to be tough because we are still told overtly or more often implicitly that showing stress is a sign of weakness. I have a lot more to say about that, but I will save it for another episode. What I would like you to take away from this part of the show so far is that much of the stress you are experiencing comes from the expectations you have of yourself. Not all of it, but much of it. You may be telling yourself, for example, I need to be this way and achieve this goal by this and that time. This may be a very positive drive generating statement, but it's worth breaking it down into its component parts to see 
if it's right for you, the image of yourself you have created, where you said, I need to be this way, where does it come from? Is it based on your own perception of our profession? How recent is this image? How realistic? Taking into account the actual you, your strengths, weaknesses, unique traits, is this a realistic image for you? And in any event, who says you need to be this way? Do you actually have to? Or is this an internalized pressure you are putting on yourself? What about the goal you set up and the related timeline? Are either or both realistic? What about the idea that the goal may be great, but the timeline you have set for yourself will leave you scrambling out of breath? That is the kind of checking in with yourself I was talking about. You want to be a litigator, an effective advocate for your clients. You want to develop your advocacy skills, oral and written. Great goals to have. Make sure you are learning at the right pace, both the theory and the practice. I mean, sometimes you will simply be thrown into it, have to deal with a hearing on your own for the first time. We all had to do that early on. But select your work if you can, based on your level of competence and comfort. Do not tell yourself you have to know everything at once on the spot. It's a learning process. You're not expected to know everything from the very start. You're not. Learning to say, I do not have the answer to that question, but I will look it up and get back to you, including to clients, is very, very important. Let's talk about the second set of expectations, the ones you're creating for your clients of you. Manage those as well. If you do and actively so, your life will be a lot easier. Here is a simple, practical example. You are to draft a contract for your client. He asks, when can you have it done? You may feel pressure, internal pressure to give a short timeline. But before you do, consider what you're about to say. Is there objective urgency? How much will drafting the contract based on a short timeline cost you? I mean, cost you in terms of your mental hygiene, your sleep. How much will you have to juggle, maybe move around? If you were going to say five days, say 10 or even more. If you get it done earlier than the timeline you gave your client, he will be thrilled, bonus points. I prefer to give reasonable timelines, ones I can manage rather than promise things and then not be able to deliver. That is what upsets clients, representations that are not kept. I say, I want to do the best job I can on this contract, really give it thought when I'm drafting, so it's the best it can be. And to do that, I will realistically need this and this much time. 99% of clients understand and appreciate the candor. I say similar things about work on weekends, answering emails at 10 p.m. or on weekends and so on. I wasn't always great at this and I learned along the way, but I can tell you from personal experience 
It makes a whole lot of difference to your life and your practice if you learn to manage these kinds of expectations. Control them when you can. Because the learning curve is steep and we need to manage the climb. Fuel up along the way, get some sleep, and all those things which propel us forward. And now my customary closing, slightly modified as my thoughts about it have evolved. If you want to be a lawyer, truly want to, the type of lawyer you would admire and want to hire yourself, you can be and you will be. If you believe in yourself, others will believe in you. Remember that curves in the road, even occasionally running out of gas, will make your arrival at your destination all the more satisfying. Signing off for now, please join me again. New episodes every other Monday, and yes, you might occasionally hear one of my cats.